the media doesn't have a great track record for accurately or even compassionately representing mental illness. I want you to think about what comes to mind when I say psychosis. How about delusions? Hallucinations? What imagery comes to mind? Now, if your only frame of reference is film, then you might be imagining Jack Nicholson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or Leonardo DiCaprio investigating a crime at an asylum on a remote island. But what is it really like to experience a psychotic disorder? What is it like for family, friends, and even classmates and colleagues? We have the pleasure to talk with close friends, writers, and producers, Dara and Freddie, who among many attributes, utilize their creative skills to transparently share what it's like to live and function in today's world with mental illness in their documentary, Breaking the Silence, now streaming on Amazon Video. I would like you to get to know them first before we dive into the mental health aspect of their journey together. Welcome to Wit and Reason, hosted by psychologist Dr. Alexis Moreno. Dr. Moreno brings her expertise to providing smart and practical explanations on human behavior. Listen now as Dr. Moreno brings a little bit of positive mental health to your day. So my, my name is Dara Sanandaji. Um, I uh, grew up in western suburbs of Chicago, um, went to uh, school out east, and then went to law school, um, went into financial services for almost five years, and then decided that I wanted to pursue creative endeavors and kind of make some kind of positive impact on the world with some creative work. And so I started writing and then got into editing and then eventually documentary filmmaking, which is where <clears throat> I met Freddie in a documentary filmmaking class. And then we kind of hit the ground running and since then, we've made a couple of documentaries and which have which have gained some nice, uh, nice traction so far. And so uh, we're just kind of looking forward to uh, to getting that that creative work out into the world and, and, and hopefully making a positive impact on people's lives with it. Um, yeah, my name is Freddie Bell. Um, that intro, Dara's intro was really good. I just want to keep listening to him. Um, yeah, Freddie Bell, I'm a Midwest guy. We, uh, Dara and I met in Chicago. My background um, is in music. And uh, like he said, we met in a um, documentary filmmaking class. I love working with Dara. He's like a you know brother to me. But now I'm actually in L.A. Um, like Dara went east. I went west. <laughs> we left the Midwest. And um, I am currently an executive producer for a television show on HGTV. Uh, it's called Fix My Flip, which debuted May the 4th. I mean, excuse me, premiered May the 4th, second season at nine o'clock. Shameless plug there. <laughs> May the 4th yeah. be with you. Congratulations. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, a little plug there. <laughs> yeah. And um, and that's pretty much it. As creatives, Dara and Freddie are engaged in a variety of projects and are excited to share the film they produced together, Breaking the Silence. Now, this documentary was inspired by one of Dara's therapeutic writing exercises. So we're going to take a moment to learn about Dara's journey from suffering in silence to writing out his experiences and then actually openly sharing his internal process with his parents and Freddie. And Dara, could you share with our listeners a little bit more about your story and what you shared in, in your manuscript? The crux of the, of the story is that um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder with psychotic features back in 1999 in college. Um, and, uh, you know, had, had a really 
long slog over the course of the next couple of decades, really, honestly. But the thing is, it's an evolution of sorts, right? You, you kind of, I see it as like a skill that you kind of hone over time to be able to manage um, your emotional inner well-being. But for me, my journey was so arduous and so onerous. And it was, it was, it was hard. Like, like I'm not going to mince words. It, it was, it was very, very difficult. It was torture at some points. And then I was able to somehow kind of lift myself out of it with the help, of course, of other people that I had close to me. I had a couple of very good doctors and my family was very supportive as well. But for me, coming out of that was was the reason why I wanted to help other folks and say, hey, you know, it can it's not only can it be possible to function in a society, it's possible to flourish if you have the right tools and the right, the right, um, you know, approach and perspective. So that's kind of what I wanted to do with the film is kind of to pass along my, my understanding and knowledge, and hopefully that can help other people. Yeah. And and Dara, you mentioned that it was, it was really a really hard experience for you. Could you tell us a little bit more uh, about that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's a lot, you know what I mean? I mean, cause you go through, so there are what they call kind of manic episodes and depressive episodes, and there are delusions that go along with the psychotic features, which are essentially, I mean, uh, psychosis, which is essentially hallucinations and delusions, right? Uh, Operating outside of reality, like colors and numbers and schemes and stuff. And it becomes overwhelming over over time. And then, of course, there are hallucinations that go along with this as well, um, which, which are essentially hearing things that feel like they're not your own, you know, hearing voices or whispers or that kind of stuff. And so a lot of that um, over time, uh, all of that together, like a, just overwhelmed me um, so much that I, I really wasn't able to to function appropriately. You know what I mean? And I was going to law school at the time. Uh, and this happened all throughout, like kind of the next decade or so, constantly hearing things, seeing things. Um, connections, like there's referential feelings where it's like something relates, something in the environment relates to you in a specific way. And then of course, there's a depressive element to it too, because nobody understands you. They're kind of attacking you. There's a perceived threat from the outside that like people aren't trying to trying to connect with you at all. And you're isolated, which may, which becomes even worse. And it's a cycle like that. So a lot of those things. And then, and then essentially you're hearing, hearing stuff like that you can't necessarily control every minute of every day. You know what I mean? And and you have to go through and, and and interact with people while you're hearing things and then seeing connections everywhere, which other folks determine as not real, right? And then you have to somehow cope with that and manage that, and then figure out how to deal with it, right? Um, and, and and it's not easy, and, and I mean, and, but to say the least, right? And, and then of course you look to certain uh, treatments and psychotherapy and medication and that kind of stuff. And a lot of the meds that I was prescribed would just zonk me out. I mean, I, sometimes I call it like emotional lobotomy, lobotomy, you know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't be able to feel, wouldn't be able to have that zest of life, you know what I mean? And it, it just took a lot of cognitive stuff away from me too. So add that on top of everything else and you're a zombie, you know, you're, you're a ghost, you're a wallflower, whatever you want to call it. And good luck kind of making friends, keeping friends and, and, uh, and being involved in, in, in traditional things that society offers. Yeah. I really appreciate you breaking that, that down for us. And you wrote all of that out, your, your experiences in your manuscript, what contributed to that decision? Well, this was, uh, I wrote it all about 14 years after my first experience with, uh, with psychosis. And what, what ended up happening was, 
I came to the conclusion that, um, and I have, I have a, a pretty good memory, right? So I remembered things as if they were yesterday, 14 years later. I mean, real details and the nitty gritty of how things went down. And I, and I would go over it, you know what I mean? I would go over the years and, and a lot of it was introspection, deep, deep, honest introspection saying, what am I doing? I just, I just was one day I was at the computer and I'm like, I'm just going to write all this down that I've been thinking of for years. And so I just started writing and it just started pouring out like over. And it was so cathartic. It was just like a, like a, a relief to just throw it all out there. And, and we have to understand, I think, as people over time, that the self-worth is the most important thing, right? As you know very well, I'm sure from your practice, you know, like it's not about what other people think of you and getting your approval from the outside is never going to help you in the long term for health and happiness, you know? And then I met Freddie and then it was about, I want to say about maybe, um, it wasn't that long, actually, it was maybe a few months into us knowing each other, but like we, we clicked so well, like we said before, that I was like, if I'm working with this gentleman, let's do it. Let's roll. First, you shared the manuscript with your parents. I'm curious about what that was like for you. Yeah, that, that was that was a trip. I mean, my, my mom actually um, comments in the movie uh, about it a little bit. And and uh, my dad was just, they, they were both super supportive. My mom actually stayed up to like, I think two or three in the morning, the first night I gave it to her to read the whole thing from cover to cover, you know what I mean? And and they were they were just very impressed by it and, and, and supportive. And, you know, um, I mean, my 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 dad was just kind of really, really happy about it. And, and my mom was, at least she didn't mention it at first, but then in the film, she, she said she had no idea a lot of that was going on. And she felt really kind of like, kind of hurt inside, but like, but, but, but happy still that, that uh, things kind of have, have progressed and evolved over time in, in a positive way. Yeah. And, and then with, and then you shared it with Freddie. Yeah. I think I'm, I met Freddie in August and then I shared with him, I want to say in February of the next year. So it was about six months. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And that was because you felt such a comfortable and, and close connection with him. And it wasn't until later on that we decided to to actually uh, make the film. But but it was it was a great start because his response and I'll kind of let him talk about that was 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 absolutely astounding. I think I think that that's really what propelled a lot of our work together and, and our creative. I mean, it just it just it, it really brought everything together. Yeah. So, Freddie. What was that like for you to receive this this um, very personal, uh, deep manuscript from from Dara? I didn't uh, take it lightly. Uh, I thought it was really a kind of a responsibility to um, show some sort of um, support. But when he when I read it, I was like, "Who is this? <laughs> this this who is this dude in here? Who, who, who what is the story about? This is not about you, because." whatever like symptoms or whatever, whatever he was experiencing in that, in that book, I hadn't seen any of that. So I didn't, you know, from what I read to the person that I experienced on the daily, I was like, you know, um, I was like, wow, this is something. And, you know, to an extent, you know, our, our uh, experiences shape our perspective pretty much. And so what I, what I grew up, let me give a little background. I grew up with a father who was a Marine and it was okay get it. Like, there's no excuses. Do this, do that. You don't have time for any type of feelings. And then my mom, I'm going to get to why I'm telling the story. My mom, like if I would make the honor roll or something, she was like, this is really good. And she would put me in the car and she would drive like around town to find someone that was like walking around talking to themselves. And she would say, that person made the honor roll as well. So you can't do drugs because this is what will happen to you. 
So in my mind, I thought everyone who would like hallucinate or this, that, and the other, it was because of drugs. I didn't think it was really, you know, you know, something that was chemically or medically that you could be medically diagnosed with. So I thought it was something self-inflicted or self-induced. So um, when I read this, I was like, you know, that was young, you know, after you experience people go to college, you know, that's not true. But, you know, after read his story, I was like, wow, um, bro, like this is, you know, I was kind of, it was kind of sad, you know, because, you know, he's life ahead of him, sophomore in college on the way back to school. And then, you know, they strap him in with lithium and here we are, you know, I just felt really, I felt really bad because this is a kind guy, you know, he's a really kind person. And I was like, wow, the stigma that he will face or the things that, you know, like just the doors that may be closed or the opportunities that he won't be, you know, even considered for because of this, that's bad. And me being um, an African-American man growing up in this country, like I know what it's like to kind of in some places be invisible or not my voice, not heard. George Floyd happened years, every day, (laughs) everywhere, you know, almost happened to me, but until it was acknowledged, then people understood, you know, people could see and say, oh my God, that's terrible. But we've been saying this for years and I couldn't see myself in a position where I've experienced things like that and then just alienate or shun him because of something like that. I'm like, no, man, we're gonna, I'm gonna support you. I'm here, let's, let's, what what do we have to do? Like, I'm not gonna treat you any different. It is what it is, let's roll, you know? And um, that's how, that's my perspective. That's how it happened. And hadn't looked back since, so. And what's interesting is that we don't have to have the exact same experiences as one another in order to empathize with their experience. And so, Freddie, you referred to your your experience as a Black man in in America and how how isolating or or invisible that that could be, um, how how risky and, and dangerous that could be. And you're with that experience, you're able to empathize with Dara, someone who's yeah. struggling with um, hallucinations or psychosis um, and able to to truly feel and, and understand the struggles that that um, he has been facing and may continue to face. Yes. As well. And I think that that's what's really powerful about being able to to openly speak and be authentic and sincere with one another so that way we could share our, our real experiences and connect, you know, with one another on this deeper level versus the superficial stuff. Right. Absolutely. So I, I, I love your relationship and your, your friendship and and your brotherhood as, as you put it. Um, And so I I appreciate you. And, and Dara, what was it like for you to get that, that response? from Freddie after reading your, your manuscript, your experience? It was affirmation, honestly. It it was affirmation that I, I think I made the right choice to, to, to let it out there. You know what I mean? And, and to trust people with the story, you know what I mean? And, 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 and kind of have that, that gut instinct that, that folks will, will get it. And obviously Freddie is more on the side of like the support and encouragement than, other folks may not be so supportive and encouraging, you know, I, mean, I get that. And then as you go to, uh, t- towards the closing, there's a lot of like deep um, learning lessons, philosophy, and, 
and 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 what what it means to be a human being and that what that i think is actually what we connected on most at least at the beginning and because freddie's a very spiritual person too as as yeah. as i'm sure he will tell you and 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 yeah. we uh we just we talked about everything and anything and that's that's really i think what built a lot of our foundation what do you think it was about about each other that allowed you to like kind of gravitate toward each other and and develop this relationship especially in like a, a whole documentary program with other classes well and Dara reminds me of some of my college buddies i just just we just clicked you know it was like the cool college dude you know and um we uh I think both of our undergrads we uh, studied economics so we kind of think alike uh in certain you know aspects and he was just really cool just open just like fun like it was just it wasn't all you know you know so heavy and stuffy when we met he was just like hey man let's do this let's hang i got this idea i got this he's really creative and um pretty open you know just a really like i'll say i don't say empathetic but he just thinks of others and that's kind of that struck a chord you know he's very considerate very kind and i was like you know what it's a cool dude you know so that's how that's my perspective i don't know what he thought but that's what i thought you know pretty good dude he's pretty good he's genuine that's the word i'm looking for he was a genuine guy it's so hard to find in this industry so that's where it was and and dora before you you share your your experiences with freddie what was it like for you to hear freddie share that about you I mean, it's it's nothing new to me, honestly, to tell you the truth. I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, I think we we're we tend to be on the same same wavelength uh, the vast majority of the time. You know what I mean? So, like Freddie said, we we just click, you know, right away. Um, you know, I mean, we we kind of we were in this documentary filmmaking class. We just literally just walked in the door and and pretty much right away we just started to started to rap and started to kind of get into stuff and started <laughs> intellectual stuff, creative stuff, you know, all sorts of stuff about the different. Uh, aspects of our human existence so to speak you know what i mean that's that's what it was it was two dudes with cameras and we decided to go we wanted to do something good with with uh with our work with with uh documentary film type work and and we were super green like we didn't we didn't really have any particular expertise or knowledge in the industry i mean friday obviously came from a background in the music industry so he was more involved in the entertainment sphere and i really wasn't um but at the same time we had to learn so much of the documentary filmmaking process on the fly and and it was just it was a learning it was a steep learning curve, but um, but it, it it took time to to really get to where we needed to be to be able to produce a, a quality film. What would you like our listeners to take away from this? What main message would you like to share with them? Brady, I'll, I'll let I'll let you start, man. No, you go, man. I'm kind of thinking. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I was thinking like. You know, they need to appreciate what you do, doctor, for for them. Like, this is really important, you know, when we appreciate you. So uh, I was go ahead, Dara. I don't know. I have so no, I think that's a that's a hell of a place to start. I mean, honestly, yeah, like this is an amazing <laughs> platform that you have here. And we appreciate it. We're honored to be on it. And thank you so much because you're helping us get this message out. So um, for me, being a person who has an experience that I would say to those listening that have a loved one, like really try to listen and try to um, be there and support them. You never know what, um, how it will turn out. You know, you may, you can, like, your support can help others. And and I mean, I mean, simple, but it's not like that simple. This is a great okay. platform and people should really appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate it. We're honored to be here. And I think it's just wonderful. And you're helping us get this message out. Hopefully, you know, it'll reach the hearts and minds of others and they will help those going through. So that's what I want the listener to take from it. Thank you, Freddie. What about you, Dara? Any any uh, final thoughts or 
messages that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I, I just I want to reiterate that that the work you're doing, Dr. Murray, and 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 the platform you have and the microphone you have, and uh, be, being able to utilize that for for positive, good uh, health, healing, happiness, yeah. that kind of stuff is is very, very, very important. And I think we're just our goals are just very, very much aligned. And with with the film, I just kind of would would let folks know that. Um, that the design of the film, you know, is to is to show folks that they're not alone, that these experiences are out there, people have them, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. And that, um, that, that, that I think more education and more knowledge and more understanding about these things promotes more empathy, compassion, understanding, and tolerance, so that we can connect more with each other, identify more with each other, realize that we're all human beings, we all suffer, we all go through things. It's not a death sentence. It's not a life sentence, whatever you want to call it. These things uh, with the right tools, techniques, you can gain mastery of the, over them and you can actually utilize them to your advantage. They can be adapted. You can use that, utilize them for creative elements to be able to, to flourish in society as, a part, as an active participant in society rather than, like I see in the film, a passive onlooker. Like you do, it doesn't have to be like that. And I want I want to convey that message of hope and positive positivity and optimism for for everybody out there who's who is going through a lot of stuff and who's suffering, whether it be from psychosis or any other uh, condition they've been diagnosed with. Your message, Shara, is just so touching to me because I've worked in psychiatric maximum security psych- psychiatric hospitals, and I've worked with patients who have been in locked facilities for decades, decades, and my primary objective in the hospital was was connecting people back to the community, you know, helping them connect, helping them find housing, helping them build their support systems in the community. And that is just, it's such an important message that that needs to be shared. And I I hope that that anyone who's suffering with with any type of mental illness, especially psychosis, you know, is is able to to hear that and internalize that and and continue to, to put in all the effort that it takes to live a, a long and healthy and happy life. So thank you for sharing your experience and, and your journey with us. Thank you, Freddie, for for being so awesome and <laughs> partnering up with Dara and <laughs> co-signing all the stuff that, that, that he <laughs> wanted to do because we all get to benefit from all of your hard work. And we'll definitely make sure that we have links to your film, Breaking the Silence, on Amazon Video. Um, I believe your book is out there too, Dara. Yes, on Amazon as well, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll Breaking the we'll Silence. We'll have access to that as well. Yeah, and any other, dude, HDTV, <laughs> if you need a break. Oh, boy, yeah, speak my flip. <laughs> Nine o'clock every Thursday. If you just wonder, like, <laughs> I just need a break. Nine o'clock, I need, yeah. I need a nice distraction. <laughs> yes, please, turn, tune to HDTV. Yeah. Tell your friends. You know, flipping a house is very cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, break the silence, then flip a house. This is beautiful. Getting middle and end, you know, you get you get the control, you get to move on, get to finish yeah. something. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll have uh, links to to both of you and all of you, and thank thank you so much for for all of the work that you do. We really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you for your work. Bless. It was such, it was such a pleasure and honor to be here, Doctor Man. Thank you so much for for having us. It was, I mean, I, mean, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be following this show with a part two. For all of you, like me, who like to nerd out about the the behind-the-scenes work it takes to create a film production, 
We'll have Dara and Freddie back to share their detailed experiences with documentary filmmaking. Until then, make sure to visit witandreason.com slash breaking the silence to learn more about Dara and Freddie and to access their work.